hello welcome to episode 73 of the zach king's therapy podcast uh this will be the first part of the of the kings versus spurs series we have two games against them so this is the first game and that just ended and the kings win uh 132 to 115 and which was a very good win for us and dominating win like you know there there were moments of like you know doubt and but we pulled it out and with me to talk about the game and some of the observations that we have from the game uh fall hello yes okay but but right before we get into it uh we just want to talk about well fox one player of the week he is averaging a very pedestrian 36.8 points 5.5 assists, 3.5 rebounds, 2.2 steals, uh, 64% from the field, 37 37.5% from three, 82.8% from the free throw line. That is actually the most surprising stat to me. Yeah, well, he's starting to become that superstar that we hoped and dreamed of. And, I, you know, thank God we have him because he's he's looking better and better each day by day yeah and uh we will get to it like you know i think he i think there are just signs of him approaching superstar status i i did say in last uh episode that i think he's been better than jason tatum this year and yeah he's approaching that level where you really just can't like guard him one-on-one anymore and i'll talk about like him but them putting patty mills on him for like a few possessions that was a disaster so we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit so uh, this was unfortunately a very fragmented game for us. Uh, I'll explain. Basically, uh, Fong wasn't able to watch the first half, and I had to miss part of the second quarter because I had errands to run. So there's going to be some gaps, <laughs> let's just say, within our... Uh, we're, we basically d- did our best to try and consolidate the game. Yeah, I mean, I think we got a g- pretty good idea of what has happened during the game. We had our... Lots of pros, and you know we see the cons still, which we will go over. Yeah. So in the first quarter, Barnes comes out firing. He, I think, he had 11 points, I believe, in the first quarter, if not like early in the second. Well, he scored only 14 points in the game. It's kind of a classic Harrison Barnes game in a way, but he came out firing, kind of gave the team a little bit of a boost. Um, Fox did get two early fouls, and that was unfortunate. Jakob Pertl, like someone said, he looked like David Robinson out there. I mean, he was getting, he got three blocks in the game, like just in the first quarter. That was all he had in the game. But like he got, he just kept got tip dunks and offensive rebounds and you know tip ins. Like basically, this is kind of the issue with Rashad at center is just that he is a little small down there, and without another big man alongside him, it's it's tough for him to like, you know, keep the big guys off the off the backboard because he also has to help a lot, you know, on drives. So you know, he just gave him a lot of offensive rebounds. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the story of the first quarter. Mm, I see. So nothing from the second, I'm assuming. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I unfortunately missed a lot of the game. I, I do want to mention DeJounte Murray. I think he had 15 points in the first quarter and ended up having 21 in the se- in the first half. 
So yeah, he was he was coming out firing like you know the you can you can tell like the Kings read the scouting report because they kept going underneath the screen against them, and you know what he took advantage he he made a three you know he hit mid range shots and got to the rim a lot you know for buckets so. That is basically the extent of my notes because I only watched like a first like quarter of the second quarter. And uh, my last note is that the bench unit is fun to watch. Like Terrence Davis is running all over the place. And like, you know, DeLon Wright, he's kind of doing like a kind of a, a Halliburton impression where like, you know, he's the ball handler up top and he's kind of, you know, directing everyone to kind of like kind of where to go, just trying to initiate offense. And everyone I've noticed just especially when the full bench unit is in, there's just movement all over the place. And he's out there directing traffic along with Halliburton. And everyone seems to, you know, like like that. And they start moving around. They start doing back backdoor cuts. There's a new energy with this bench unit, and I love it. Oh yeah, a lot better than I gotta admit. Yeah, it was a lot better than the bench unit we had before, like I've said before. Uh, but then again, our bench unit at the time was consisted of just you know some Kyle guy, some Justin James, of course Kojo. I mean, yeah. not even Kyle Guy and, like, you know, those guys. It was just, you know, Kojo. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he was our, uh, I guess, foot in the bench. But, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this this also helps, like, you know, I don't mean to shit on him, but, like, you know, Hassan hasn't played. And it's been great. It's so uh, great. I mean, do we really need Hassan back? I I, I don't think so. For specific matchups, please, Luol, do not play him like, you know, don't play him like, you know, regularly. Just play him against, like, really big guys, you know, bruisers. That's fine. Don't don't play him against, like, you know, play him limited minutes because he was, like, playing, like, 20 minutes. And that, I thought that was, like, 15 minutes too much. And we shall see how this uh, new – because this new bench unit, I love it, with Metsu at center. Like, granted, it is small. And again, Jakoperto did feast a little bit, and like, uh, what's his name, Eubanks, like feasted a little bit. And yeah, that was that's the only issue. But it's a lot of energy. You got shooting everywhere, and you have a and everyone switches. And like, you know, the big guys can't really like, you know, directly hurt you. But like, the switching is so smooth, so crisp. And like, we'll, we'll talk about it later in the game. But like, it's a new defensive energy as well. Like, uh, Delon Wright, like. I just I just mentioned how he kind of like directs traffic like Halliburton does on offense. Well, he does the same thing on defense. Like he has long arms. Like he's out there kind of like you know disrupting the offense and like you know just uses long arms to try and make things happen. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna you know throw a behind the back pass to you for the second half because I unfortunately did miss basically the entire third quarter. I see. So. Pretty much in the third quarter, it was like pretty much whoever offense. Like you gotta see a lot, especially with Fox. Fox got the correct switches. I saw a lot of uh, Fox on Portal, uh, even though it didn't make it. But I like those kind of switches, and I hope we see more of those because you know those are easy points for Fox. However, we did uh, the Spurs did have the whoever offense on Buddy. And that's when they start to kind of, you know, go neck to neck with uh, our uh, offense. 
And, you know, Buddy did make uh, a few mistakes this quarter, which kind of cut the lead. Uh, we were, at one point, had a 19-point lead, and that really cut down just to six, all because DeRozan started making shots, making buckets. He also got a three, and a portal just kept on driving to the rim as usual. Uh, and this really happened within the last four minutes. Like They cut the lead down to six within that four-minute stretch. It is, unfortunately, you know, a very much the same old story. Like, you know, Kings will get a lead and then they'll relax a little bit and they'll give that opportunity for a team to try and get back into it. And, you know, DeMar DeRozan, you know, he's he's not like Kawhi Leonard, but he is still a very good player. And he's actually the only, like, positive, I think, for this game on the Spurs' side. Like, he's a plus one. And he played, the you know, this, well, he's tied for, like, you know, second most minutes. So like he's still a good player and you know it that's just, and on the buddy side like that just sounds like the full buddy experience. Like I I of course missed the third quarter but I did see some highlights of him you know running to the three point line a la Richie Miller and just launching it and making it. Like that's the good buddy although I don't love that shot but like you know he he's out there you know hitting threes but he's also going to give up a lot of shots and you know he tries I, I, did he try like was it good effort in your opinion? Yeah, it was definitely a good effort. It's just, um, you know, he got the calls and, you know, we just had to brush that off, sadly. And uh, I got to say, it's kind of like that buddy, that rejuvenated buddy that we saw kind of in the beginning of the season, I believe. And uh, that's what I thought, you know, maybe we should, how do I say it? I don't know how to say it. It's it's like the buddy that we saw in the beginning of the season. That's all I could say. Like I guess like what you're trying to say would be like you know better better defensive energy. Like whether it's effective or not is a whole other story. But like you know he has his moments on defense, and, but he is still relatively bad there. And you know again the full buddy experience. He'll give you points, but he'll also give up a lot of points. Although you know about the giving about you know getting points for you he's he has been shooting better like uh, as of late you know he consistently i'm looking at his game log he was shooting in like the high 30s low 40s uh and then you know his three point percentage is just like mostly in like the mid to low uh, 30s he did he did shoot uh 41% from 3 in february but he's back to 41% in march and let's see and also, he's been shooting 40, uh, what's called 44% from the field. So that is a very encouraging sign. Maybe he's finally finding that rhythm now. Like yeah, you were mentioning to me while we were watching, it seems like he's cut out some of those bad buddy shots. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like you can tell that he, when he drives in, he knows that he shouldn't take that shot. <laughs> Uh, I, I like the fact that he uh, drives into the rim a lot more and also taking those mid-ranges, which are, in my opinion, good buddy shots because those are, uh, uh, when he shoots them, you can tell that he's more open than, you know, the usual, you know, buddy shots that uh, he takes. Yeah, and like, get, you know, as much as, like, you know, NBA Twitter hates the mid-range, 
you know, a, sh- a mid-range for a shooter is a good shot, and especially a good shooter like Buddy. It helps you kind of get into rhythm, and, you know, it's shorter, so, like, you'll need to have everything in rhythm to hit those shots. And those are the kind of rhythm-establishing shots that he probably just needs to find more of to just... If, he, if things aren't going, those are the shots he needs to try and create. And, you know, as much as I shit on him, like, on offense, like... And defense, of course, like he does have good chemistry with Rashawn on that screen and roll. So like that's something, you know, that, you know, you can try and use that to create. And, you know, his defense, it is what it is. I think I'm not sure if it improves anymore, but like if if the effort is there, that's something. And we just want him to keep playing hard and somehow contribute even when he's not scoring well, although he did score well this game. Mm. Yes, he did. Just a final note about the third quarter. I heard uh, Doug say that he wants to see more of the 3-2 zone uh, to cover more of the perimeter. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, it's just I'm going to just quickly just peek at what the Spurs shot from three. So they shot 37% this game. And from what I can tell, they don't really have that many three-point shooters. So honestly, going to a zone isn't a bad idea, honestly. You know, because like, you know, I, I hate to say it, like, you know, the Kings perimeter defense is not good. And that's unfortunately what causes a lot of the perimeter or the uh, defensive issues because they're just not good at stopping guys from penetrating. So going to a zone isn't like the worst idea. Uh, but like, you know, I, I don't re- I'm not too sure about what the three two zone really does I, other than, you know, being a zone. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the worst idea against a very mediocre shooting um Yoger shooting Spurs team. Yeah. I mean, our defense is definitely not there yet. And I, I feel like 3 2 zone is more situational. But yeah, with the Spurs, eh, I mean, we just play how we should play. And that's what we did this game. Okay. Well, let's go to the fourth quarter then. Um, so, first thing I noticed, like, again, the bench unit comes in, there's a certain level of energy with you know, the third, the second unit, like both on offense and defense, as I mentioned, just people just seem to move more without the ball now because you have DeLon Wright and Halliburton directing traffic and you have like a, you know, an absolute energizer bunny and Terrence, Terrence Davis, who just goes out there and just runs around and tries to dunk on people. <laughs> I love that about him. Like, and you know, that gives the offense a certain type of energy. And, you know, uh, Mo Harkless is a smart player. Like, you know, th- this game, he actually shot well from three. And when you, he shoots well from three, it's like an extra bonus for you. And, <laughs> yeah, like, they, they were, like, I just noticed, like, you know, when a guy on the Spurs drives, you have Halliburton, you have DeLon Wright, you have, like, Terrence Clark, like, being that point-of-attack defender who's really solid. And then you have Halliburton and DeLon Wright with their long arms digging into guys. And that is the new evolution of the defense, where basically, like, nothing is really open anymore, and they can get their hands on balls and disrupt the rhythm of the, of the, def- of the opposing offense. And I love seeing that. It's... It's a new type of defense and a new type of offense. And this this is a definitely a new development. And this is a new Kings, I feel. Yeah, it's it's really fresh to see, especially how quite quickly we got these guys. I do love the spacing they give and, you know, the movement they get, uh, move around as well. Because, you know, I remember, the, you know, 
the bench unit with Kojo, everyone would just stay still. It's all ISO ball. And it, it, it works to an extent, sure, but in this type of offense, it's it's more fun to watch, especially how uh, guys could actually get open and actually, you know, hit shots for once, you know? Yeah, and we will see if this, this you know, rhythm holds up and, like, the shooting percentages hold up. But, like, you know, for example, like, Terrence Davis will drive to the rim and, find, and you know, like, the defense will collapse and he'll find the open man. That is the new development. DeLon Wright can penetrate and also, like, you know, uh, what's it called? Like, actually be a threat to score. Like, Kojo, as, you know, as much as I never, like, I really loved him here, he was not a shot creator. Like, the only shot he had was kind of that, you know, mid-range kind of free-throw line jumper. And, like, no one's really going to close out to that. It's not really going to collapse the defense. When DeLon Wright or Terrence Davis, like, drives, like, there's a threat to score from them. And the defense reacts accordingly. Like, and then you add, you add like, Halliburton in there. And now you have, like, a secondary who, you know, as I said, like, Halliburton is not there yet in terms of an ISO creator. So like he can now move off ball more, and I think I think like that's probably like his best spot. And mm-hmm. this and of course like you know Delon Wright, Terrence Davis being out there, be moving around. Like I again, I'm not worried that there's no shot creation when Fox is off the floor. The issue like a lot was that you know when Fox went to the bench, there was no like legitimate offensive creator that could you know like create and for some reason like when the second unit came in like they would still pretend he's there for some reason and just go iso ball and yeah like now you have legitimate creators now yeah and you know speaking about fox we should check on his minutes and you know he he played you know 34 minutes we we shaved off you know four minutes from the previous game and uh that's you know great rest for him and let's see Oh, he, uh, yeah, he he did play the most technically, but uh, but like that's good. Like you know, the, I I remember like in the first Cleveland blowout, the first game, like we blew him out, and Fox somehow played forty minutes, mm-hmm. and I, I remember being pretty pissed at that. I was like, why you play him the entire fourth quarter? Well, this one, like you could have like even if he played the full quarter, like you still like you end up with a playing like thirty six minutes. Like yeah. again, having that bench unit. Having offensive creators in DeLon Wright, Terrence Clark, and Halliburton, like, now you can actually afford to rest them on the bench. And, again, like, he, he got into foul trouble in the first quarter. Guess what? DeLon Wright comes in, and it's fine. He's not the cre- he's not the creator that, you know, um, that Fox is, of course, but, like, it's serviceable. Like, he can, he can initiate offense and penetrate. Again, it's just so much better than what we had. Oh, yeah. And I just want to mention, like, Fox, Fox, of course, didn't, you know, go on a scoring explosion. He only shot 50% this game, but, like, you know, he, you know, he didn't shoot well for a lot of the game, it seems, but, like, he closed it out. He hit, you know, I think two or three shots that, you know, were what I call the kill shots, the ones that completely demoralized the Spurs bench, and Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich ended up just, like, saying, essentially, fuck it, and just sat the rest, sat his starters and just put in the third unit, mm-hmm. like, Again, he is getting to that superstar level. If not, he's already there because they did put Patty Mills on him for for a couple uh, possessions, and he literally cooked his ass because <laughs> you can't put a smaller guy on Fox anymore. He's too fast for them to begin with, 
and even when like they stay in front of him, he runs. He basically turns his back and just posts them up, and there's nothing they can do about it. Like they're gonna have to foul him, or he's gonna dump it off for a, a dunk or a layup. Like, he's at that level now, and that is you know he like he is worth every single penny of that max we paid him. Is what he's proving right now. Oh yeah, can't I really can't wait for next season because this is I'm gonna say that's gonna be the proving season. Uh, of how far we could take this team to the Western Conference. Okay, so last thing I do want to mention uh, before we jump uh, a little bit into the future is that, so it looks like we are going to, so it's been, I think, about two weeks since Marvin got injured. And there is an up, there is an update says he's basically recovering away from the team right now. And we will get an update in the four-week mark, which is about two weeks from now, about whether he's going to come back for this season or not. So we shall we shall see when we get an update on his status. Yeah, like we said before, it's it's going to be awkward when he comes back because I'm liking this uh, starting lineup and I'm loving this bench unit. So uh, where would he fit in, like? It'll be more situational uh, when we play different teams, I'm assuming. Well, like, I would have said, like, you know, you put Halliburton back to the bench, but, like, can't really put him back on the bench anymore is the problem. Like, I guess, like, if Buddy's willing to accept it, you put Buddy back on the bench and he comes in with DeLon, right? Like, Ooh. I think that's a lineup, like, that you can really fiddle with. And the issue... I mean, like, well, the thing is, like, I don't think this small ball four with Barnes is, like, long-term sustainability if you want, like, you know, if you don't want to run Barnes in the ground, you know, you bring Marvin back in the starting lineup so uh, Barnes can go back to playing the playing the three instead, like, just to kind of save his body a little bit. But, like, it's it's already shown. We've already seen, like, Marvin starting. It, it, the defense is terrible. Because, well, like, he plays with Buddy. It's, you know, it's bar- it's double barbecue chicken with, you know, extra seasoning. So, you know, it, we'll have to see what comes of that. You know, who know- who knows? I, I Of course, I don't wish it by any means, but, like, he might have played his last game as a king. Ooh, that's tough to hear, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind letting him go, but, yeah, his trade value ain't much and we'll we'll have to see by the end of the season or whatever we'll do with him and you know it's it kind of sucks that both you know both our runs this year have more or less happened without him on the court because again the defense is just really bad with him on the floor he's just not there yet and you know he's made strides in that in that department and hopefully he just keeps studying more tape but like you know, it's again, it's nothing personal to Marvin. Like he's just not there yet, and we shall see if like he is still a king like after the off season. Because right now, they, like the fan base is, you know, like you know they're optim, they're optimists. I'm kind of on the optimist side, but like I honestly wouldn't be too broken up about moving him in the off season at this point. <sighs> Sadly, yes, and again, we'll have to see. Okay, well, on to the second Spurs game, this one on the 31st of March. Uh, unfortunately, this game went a little different than last time. Uh, this one was actually, you know, 
pretty not a bad loss but like a pretty decisive blowout um first thing i got what we got to talk about is you know kings came out pretty flat in the first quarter didn't they yeah i'd say it's in a way it was a pretty sloppy back and forth game uh like you mentioned uh, while we were watching the game it was pretty much a all players game uh not really many fouls given out uh pretty much let the players go out and see what they had and yeah it was a yeah pretty sloppy i'd say yeah like the the main thing that sticks out to me this entire game at least what for when i was watching i actually missed the third quarter and part of the fourth like you know it, it's the transition defense um the kings couldn't get an offensive rhythm for much of the game like they'll have some scores but then they'll kind of go back into their little hole in terms of just like you know not being able to generate consistent shots and when they didn't generate a consistent shot they more or less took a bad shot and that you know let the spurs get out in transition and it felt like it led to a dunk or a three every single time <sighs> yep you guy just had to let go uh, I, I gotta say, pretty much throughout the first, a little bit of second quarter, uh, Fox was, you know, he was trying. He, he got a couple fouls, uh, pretty uh, scoreless in, in terms of field goals. Uh, but, you know, we we need the whole team and, uh, or the whole starting lineup to, you know, step up a little, I feel. Uh, I really liked uh, the bench unit that came back out, really uh, stepped up the offense a lot more than... Uh, I'd say compared to the starting lineup. Well, you know, like the star, like the only thing I have to say about the, the the bench unit that's kind of that wasn't as great this game. Like, you know, Delon was playing with Fox, and I felt like whenever he's out there, Fox doesn't seem to attack, or he just doesn't seem to even get the ball, and it's just kind of weird. Like they probably got to figure, they probably got to iron that stuff out and just figure out a way for them to both play together and both be aggressive at the same time because. There were stretches where uh, Fox just wasn't really... You didn't feel he was out there. Yeah, you're right. It feels like it's like one or the other. It's it's always going to be like purely Fox uh, ball hand, handling the ball or purely Delon handling the ball in a lot of uh, the plays. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see in the future how uh, Luke draws this out. That being said, though, like the... The bench unit brings a different type of defense to, to like, you know, the table. Like, Mo Harkless is a smart defender and knows how to kind of get, dig down on drives. And, like, we actually, you know, tied in the second quarter, I think, at 36-36. And then, like, that was being, like, much of that was caused by, you know, good defense, you know, fluid offense. And, you know, the bench unit just brings a different energy. The Stars really didn't have, have it tonight. Like, Barnes only had two eight field goals and only made two for six points. Buddy was pretty awful from what I saw for most of the game. Like I know he hit a few threes, but like, you know, he took some bad buddy shots and, you know, like hopefully this isn't like a theme. He took the most shots in the game tied with a uh, De'Aaron and only made five. And yeah, this just wasn't a buddy's game. And, you know, speaking of defense, like, you know, it just, it's just didn't have it tonight. Yeah, and you know that's that's gonna be here for quite a while until uh, we figure stuff out. But you know, yeah, I kind of wish 
in the in my opinion we uh kept buddy more uh, on the bench uh for a bit and you know maybe played uh you know our dirty unit a little more because we needed we needed some spark i feel yeah and again we'll have to see how luke like plays this bench unit because like you know before this like they you know before the trades like luke didn't go to the third unit at all for stretches and i've always wondered why but I guess he just doesn't trust them, and I I don't see that changing, just because like that's how he's been playing. So, like I think this is this is gonna be the lineup. Like you know, Terrence Davis and Delon Wright coming off the bench along with Mo Harkless, and that's gonna be the bench unit. And you just hope like if the starters don't have it, that the bench unit can you know bring that spark, and they've been doing it like for the past few games. Like I love what I see from the bench unit. Yep, still loving it, and hopefully they keep this up because this is the bench unit I want to see. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the Spurs. Like Spurs actually didn't shoot that many, like shoot that well from three. They were actually hot in the first half, and they shot like 50%, but they cooled off in the second half, back down to 38%. But like it's the second half starts, and Demar Derozan getting to his spots automatic he only shot 12 for 20 but i swear to god it felt like 18 for 20 guy just got to his spots and just you know hit shots like you know through contest and just you know he you know as much as like you know people will say he's not as good as Kawhi, like but people forget demar derozan is very good and he's actually gotten better you know since he's gotten to the spurs and it's unfortunate it gets kind of lost in the shuffle just because like they're not really you know, they're not having much playoff success. They're barely like, you know, they, he's still a good player is what is what I'm saying. And he kind of let the kind of he basically kept the Spurs like he kind of kept the Kings at bay at any time. Like the Spurs looking look like they were starting to flutter, like they would just get him the ball. He would basically, you know, dribble, dribble, get to a spot, nail a mid range. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty lethal in terms of that mid range. And, you know. For the first half, he wasn't so hot at all, in my opinion, but he did get get those key assists that brought the Spurs, you know, to such a high lead above us. Yeah, and again, like he's he's he I mean, the offense pretty much runs through him for the most part as their star. And, you know, he he did a good job this game. And again, he, he was actually good in the first game, too. But like in this game, like everyone else was like hitting shots. So like it, you know, he he was the engine that kind of kept the uh, Spurs rolling, you know, through basically throughout the entire game. Yep, for sure. And uh, yeah, um, overall, like there's not one there's not a stat that, you know, jumps out to me, honestly. Like the only real stat that, you know, that I guess mattered was that uh, Spurs got way more free throws. They got 34 free throws to our 19. We they made a 24, and we only made 17. Everything else, like for the most part, they're very similar numbers. They had you know two, they had or they had three less turnovers than we did, or no, two less turnovers than we did, and three less fouls than we did. And like the rebounding numbers were actually surprisingly similar. Or actually, no, they're not. Uh, they got a lot more defensive rebounds because Kings bricked a lot of shots. So, you know, offensive rebounds, like, you know, we actually got a, you know, they only got three more than we did, even though it felt like they got way more. The only, like, the only conclusion I have is that, you know, Spurs just played better this game. Yeah, I'd say a lot better than the first game. And, uh, you know, hopefully we 
I don't know. Hopefully we uh, bounce back in the next game because uh, we definitely played well. It's just we had a lot of cold stretches, and we need to fix those cold stretches along with, you know, well, we can't really fix our defense at the moment, I, I don't think. We'll just have to hope the second unit changes that. But, like, you know, overall, like, I think we played an okay game. Again, you just mentioned the cold stretches. There was only one real cold stretch, and it was in the second quarter. And because the second half, we actually outscored the uh, the San Antonio Spurs by, you know, two by two total points. But, like, you know, I mean, we, we were pretty, you know, like, we were going head-to-head -head with them up until, like, that second that second quarter drought and where we just couldn't buy a bucket. Like, refs let a lot of contact go this game. Like, you can – and that's the kind of thing that kind of can kind of stymie the Kings if their outside shot isn't falling is that when they drive to the basket and they're not getting calls, you can see it tends to affect them. And, you know, like – Fox stopped attacking as often. He he got four free throws in the first quarter and only got two for the rest of the game. Like, you know, it definitely affected him. And Kings are just going to have to find a way to kind of play through it. Yep. We're going to have to play through it. But also, I got to mention, like, that fourth quarter, uh, we had a huge, uh, small stretch of uh, fouling the Spurs, uh, especially uh, starting with the Patty Mills uh, three-point foul, I believe Terrence Davis hit it. It's unfortunate. Then it started with another dirt white foul, and you know it just kept on going, and it kind of killed our momentum in a way because we were we we're trying to get that run, but you know these fouls kept on stopping us as well. I mean, these kinds of things happen, and you just hope that the Kings don't commit the don't commit these more often. Because, like, these are run killers. These kill your momentum for the rest of the... Basically, you're building some momentum, and that, you know, that kills the spirit of the team. And that's basically, you know, what ended up happening. And, you know, we lost this game, and, you know, it, you you know you can argue, like, it's not as bad as it seems, but we've seen the Kings, like, completely flutter after losses like this. Mm -hmm. And you just hope, for the love of God, that, you know, Friday against the Lakers... Like that we come out strong because like, you know, the 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 loss we had against the Sixers back when we had that, I think this was a seven of nine stretch. After that game, we just completely came out flat against a depleted magic team on a back to back, no less. And that was basically where the where like we just piled on losses. And you just hope for the love of God that this does not happen because the Lakers without LeBron and A.D., you know, I know they got, you know, superstar Andre Drummond. They're not a good team. <laughs> They're not a good team. Like, you should be able to beat that team. But but we shall see. They got to they gotta come out strong. Yep, we shall see. But, you know, at least we're not, you know, uh, falling off when it comes to the second half. You know, we're actually trying to fight during the third and fourth quarter. It's just, you know, unfortunate that it did or uh, it happened with us this game, you know. Yeah, and again, I just hope that the again, like you know, these this was a not a close game per se, but it was competitive. And you know, same thing with the Sixers game; it was a very competitive game. And like you could have argued, like you know, a few shots go the other way, and you know, a Matisse Thybul foul that's called a foul, like we might have won that game. You know, like you know, I just hope. You know the Kings take the right lessons from this and don't relax because if you're if they're serious about making that playing game, they gotta bring it 
against the Lakers. And guess what? You got to bring it against the Lakers because <laughs> the game after that on a back-to-back is Milwaukee. Oh, you're going to want to bank that uh, Lakers game first, if anything. So, yeah, I just hope that they come back strong and just refine, like, you know, that defensive intensity or that offensive, like, efficiency and, de- you know, find that defensive intensity, especially with the starters. Because, like, I love I love the bench unit and the kind of different style that they bring. The starters got to find a way to bring that energy out of them as well. Hmm. I totally agree. And, yep, we shall see with the Lakers game. Yeah, that will, we will be coming back on Friday after that. Or, no, we'll be coming back on Saturday after the Bucks game because it is a back-to-back, and it's just better to kind of, like, you know, loop those game, games in together. So, yeah, we'll we'll come back to you guys on Saturday after the Milwaukee game. All right. Well, we'll see you guys there. <music> Thank you.